Blog Talk Radio.
All right. Welcome to Third Rail Radio. Um, I'm your host, Anti-Crisis 73. Um, if you can hear me out there in radio land, just to uh, double check, I just got the word from uh, my man Dalek. He's on his way. Uh, and Cap Dalek uh, is my partner here on Third Rail Radio, and uh, he keeps himself really busy, He's really active uh, in his community and in, in the larger community. Um, so he'll be coming to bail me out of the uh, the multitasking before I hurt myself um, in a moment. But um, while he's getting settled in, um, I'm just going to, uh, if I can get a confirmation that um, that people can hear me, um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read a little something. Um, and I think by the end of the third or fourth line, everybody will will know what I'm reading and uh, who it's dedicated to um, tonight. So uh, here we go. At the far end of town, where the grickle grass grows and the wind smells slow and sour when it blows and no birds ever sing excepting old crows, is the street of the lifted Lorax. And deep in the grickle grass, some people say, if you look deep enough, you can still see today where the Lorax once stood, just as long as it could before somebody lifted the Lorax away. What was the Lorax, and why was it there? And why was it lifted and taken somewhere from the far end of town where the grickle grass grows? The old once Leller still lives here. Ask him. He knows. You won't see the onceler. Don't knock at his door. He stays in his lurkum on top of his sore. He stays in his lurkum, cold under the roar, where he makes his own clothes out of mismuffered moof. And on special dank midnights in August, he peeks out of the shutters, and sometimes he speaks and tells you how the Lorax was lifted away. He'll tell you. Perhaps, if you're willing to pay, on the end of a rope he lets down a tin pail, and you have to toss in 15 cents and a nail and the shell of a great-great-grandfather snail. Then he pulls up the pail, makes a most careful count to see if you've paid him the proper amount. Then he hides what you paid him away in his snub, his secret saint's hole in his Groovelous glove. Then he grunts, I will call you by whisper my phone for the secrets I tell you for your ears alone. Slup. Down slups the whisper, whisper my phone to your ear and the old ones whisper are not very clear since they have to come down through a snurgly hose and he sounds as if he had smallish bees up his nose. Now I'll tell you, he says, with his teeth sounding gray, how the Loris got lifted and taken away. It all started way back, such a long, long time way back, in the days when the grass was so green and the pond was so wet and the clouds were so clean and the song of the swomy swans rang out in space. One morning I came to this glorious place, And I first saw the trees, the truffula trees, the bright-colored tusks of the truffula trees, 
mile after mile in the fresh morning breeze, and under the trees I saw brown barbaloots frisking about in their barbaloot suits as they played in the shade and ate truffle of fruits. From the rippleless pond came the comfortable sound of the humming fish humming while splashing around. But those trees, those trees, those truffula trees, all my life I've been searching for trees such as these. The, tu- the touch of their tusks was much softer than silk, and they had the sweet smell of fresh butterfly milk. I felt a great leaping of joy in my heart. I knew just what I'd do. I unloaded my cart. In no time at all, I had built a small shop, and I chopped down a truffle, a tree with one chop. And with great skillful skill, with great speedy speed, I took the soft tuft and I knitted a sneed. The instant I'd finished, I heard a gazump. I looked. I saw something pop out of the stump of the tree I chopped down. It was sort of a man. Describe him. That's hard. I don't know if I can. He was shortish and oldish and brownish and mossy. He spoke with a voice that was sharpish and bossy. Mister, he said with a sawdusty sneeze, I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. I speak for the trees. Ah, uh, the, the Lorax. For Sorry. the trees. It's all good, brother. For the trees have no tongues, and I'm asking you, sir, at the top of my lung. He was very upset as he shouted and puffed. What's that thing you've made out of my truffula tuft? Look, Lorax, I said, there's no cause for alarm. I chopped just one tree. I am doing no harm. I am being quite useful. This thing is a sneed. A sneed to find something that all people need. It's a shirt. It's a sock for pillows for sheets or curtains or covers by bicycle seats. The Lorax said, sir, you are crazy with greed. There is no one on earth who would buy that fool sneed. But the very next minute, I proved he was wrong, for just at that minute, a chap came along, and he thought that the seed I admitted was great. He happily bought it for three ninety-eight. I laughed at the Lorax, you poor stupid guy. You never can tell what some people will buy. I repeat, cried the Lorax, I speak for the trees. I'm busy, I told him. Shut up if you please. I rushed across the room and in no time at all built a radio phone. I put in a quick call. I called all my brothers and uncles and aunts and I said, listen here, here's a wonderful chance for the whole Wunsler family to get mighty rich. Get over here fast. Take the road north niche. Turn left at Weehawken. Sharp right at South Stitch. And in no time at all, in the factory I built, the whole Wunsler family was working full tilt. We were all knitting sneeze, just as busy as bees, to the sound of the chopping of truffalo cheese. Then, oh, baby, oh, how my business did grow. Now, chopping one tree at a time was too slow. So I quickly invented my super axe hacker, which whacked off four truffalo trees in one smacker. We were making sneeds four times as fast as before. And that Lorax, he didn't show up anymore. But the next week, he knocked on my new office door. He snapped. I'm the Lorax who speaks for the trees. 
which you seem to be chopping as fast as you please. But I'm also in charge of the brown barba lutes who played in the shade in their bare brown barba suits and happily lived eating truffle of fruits. Now, thanks to your hacking, my trees to the ground, there's not enough truffle of fruit to go round. And my poor barber lutes are all getting the crummies because they have gas and no food in their tummies. They love living here, but I can't let them stay. They'll have to find food, and I hope that they may. Good luck, boys, he cried and sent them away. I, the onceler, felt sad as I watched them all go. But, Business is business, and business must grow. Regardless of crummies and tummies, you know, I meant no harm. I most truly did not, but I had to grow bigger, so bigger I got. I biggered my factory, I biggered my roads, I biggered my wagons, I biggered the loads. Of the sneeds I shipped out, I was shipping them forth to the south, to the east, to the west, to the north. I went right on biggering, selling more sneeds, and I biggered my money, which everyone needs. Then again he came back. I was fixing some pipes when that old nuisance, Lorax, came back with more gripes. I am the Lorax, he coughed and he whiffed. He sneezed, he snuffled, he snarled, he sniffed. Onceler, he cried with cruefulous croak. Onceler, you're making such smogulous smoke. My, my poor Swami swans, why they can't sing a note. No one can sing who has smog in his throat. And so said the Lorax, please pardon my cough. They cannot live here, so I'm sending them off. Where will they go? I don't hopefully know. They may have to fly for a month or a year to escape from the smog you've smogged up around here. What's more, snapped the Lorax, his dander was up. Let me say a few words about gloopity gluck. Your machinery chugs on day and night without stop making gloopity gloop, also schloppity schlop. And what do you do with this leftover goo? I'll show you, you dirty old onceler man, you. You're glumping the pond where the humming fish hummed. No more can they hum, for their gills are all gummed. So I'm sending them off. Oh, their future is dreary. They'll walk on their fins and get woefully weary in search of some water that isn't so smeary. And then I got mad. I got terribly mad. I yelled at the Lorax, now listen here, Dad. All you do is yap, yap, and say, bad, bad, bad. Well, I have my rights, sir, and I'm telling you, I intend to go on doing just what I do. And for your information, you, Lorax, I'm figuring on biggering and biggering and biggering, Turn, turning more truffula trees into sneeds, which everyone, everyone, everyone needs. And at that very moment, we heard a loud whack. From outside the field came a sickening smack of an axe on a tree. Then we heard the tree fall, the very last truffle tree of them all. No more trees, no more sneeds, no more work to be done. So in no time, my uncles and aunts, every one, all waved my goodbye. They jumped into my cars and drove away under the smoke-smuggered stars. Now all that was left neath the bad-smelling sky was my big empty factory, the Lorax, and I. The Lorax said nothing, just gave me a glance, just gave me a very sad, sad backward glance as he lifted himself by the seat of his pants, and I'll never forget the grim look on his face when he hoisted himself and took leave of his plate. 
through a hole in the smog without leaving a trace, and all that the Lorax left here in this mess was a small pile of rocks with one word, unless. Whatever that meant, well, I just couldn't guess. That was long, long ago. But each day since that day, I've sat here and worried and worried away. Through the years, while my buildings have fallen apart, I've worried about it with all of my heart. But now, says the Onceler, now that you're here, the word of the Lorax seems perfectly clear. Unless someone like you cares an awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. So Catch calls the Onceler. He's let something fall. It's a truffalo seed. It's the last one of all. You're in charge of the last of the truffalo seeds. And truffalo trees are what everyone needs. Plant a new truffalo, treat it with care. Give it clean water and free, feed it fresh air. Grow a forest, protect it from the axes that hack. Then the Lorax and all of his friends may come back. Thank you, Dr. Seuss. Uh, a, a very insightful um, uh, little anecdote that I think we've all heard and... Uh, Man, what a great name for uh, for or handle for Lorax. Uh, you know, Dalek. How the hell are you tonight? Yeah. Are you there? You're probably trying to get in. Oh, good. Sorry about that, folks. Dalek and I are getting coordinated. Um, I'm going to play a quick song. Uh, that was the Lorax by Dr. Seuss. And uh, poignant tonight. Several days ago, uh, um, one of the one of the uh, most loved members of of a large, broad community of people um, was arrested. Um, we'll play a little tune and come back and uh, talk about Lorax for a little bit, and uh, then see what else comes uh, comes down the road. But uh, thanks for tuning in. And a quick tune, Dalek and I will switch a rooski and we'll be right back. Feeling my way through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey will end, but I know where to start. Tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes So that's fine by me
Hey, welcome back. Sorry about that, Dalek and I were just doing the switcherooski. Um, hey, welcome back. I'm sorry about that, um, It shouldn't be a... You're getting audio now from me? It shouldn't be that difficult to do that. Um, but uh, as uh, I'm bland and, uh, you know, there's a, a problem with two people being signed into the same thing. But anyway, that's a story for a different day. Um, thanks for uh, letting me read that Lorax. Um, but, you know, Dr. Seuss, man, he really, uh, he's pretty poignant. And um, as I was saying before, uh, for those who um, don't don't know, I don't think anybody here doesn't know, but um, uh, Lorax is the host of, um, has been a radio host for quite some time. Um, he was a, a prominent channel um, DJ on uh, non-radio ops um, and uh, also was a very accessible um, member of uh, Anonymous, um, very quick with a a helpful word or an encouraging word or um, just some pearls of wisdom um, that he had. And uh, 
I haven't been able to find out uh, aside from the numbers of uh, you know credentials that may or may not have been compromised in the um, in the court documents something like two hundred thousand. But besides that, um, I haven't I haven't located like a, a po you know a possible sentence. I don't know if if the courts work that way um, in in Australia. Um, so I'm kind of ignorant to that fact. And if anybody's out there who knows uh, a little bit more about the technicalities or the legalese um, of the Australian court system and what um, the next stage of sentencing or you know prosecution is in, in that court system, actually it's probably not that far off from uh, probably lies somewhere between the Canadian system and the British system, I would imagine. Um, but uh, at any rate, um, aside from the technicalities, um, Lorax is a, uh, an upstanding act. I hate to use that term. Um, he was a solid member of his community. Um, he, he was his full-time job, he managed a, a, a cancer charity. Um, he was open about his identity and, um, you know, his, uh, he, he was open about his identity and his public persona. Um, he had them uh, intermeshed, I think, um, but nonetheless, uh, you know, was not, not, not scared to uh to to throw his his skills into the ring um and what what made him almost an instant uh um hero to me is he's a surfer um and in my hum humble opinion um surfers and and uh the way um that they can use the immense force of the wave um, in this particular instance um, in the ocean. Um, I think it's an incredible way uh, to understand the world around you and, and the way the universe works. And I'm, I've met, hung out, smoked herb with a lot of surfers, and I've only met one surfer who was an asshole. Um, and uh, so, a lot of respect to um, to Lorax. Um, the Free Anon account um, or accounts are doing a great job of um, of circulating, uh, you know, the the, the necessary th documents or um, where help will uh, be needed um, in uh, you know in his his case specifically and. Um, you know he'll, you know, he'll probably uh, man up. So let's give him a lot of support, um, regardless of what happens. And uh, Dalek, are you did did BTR let you on here yet? Uh, kind of, sort of, not really much. Um, but it's fine. I mean, I can, I still have a lot of control over it. So we shall be all fine. We're all hunky dory. All hunky-dory and, and syncopated. How are you today, man? Stressed. 
did you have you ever did you ever tune into uh the the Lorax show on on uh an on off radio? Um, I have listened uh, to Lorax on the Anon Plus radio. Um, I think I might have listened around the Anon Ops. No, no, Anon Plus. It probably is. Excuse me if I if I get those things mixed up. Um, but uh, I think it is. But either way, go ahead. Sorry. It's fine. Um, he was definitely a good. Uh, he's a guy that brings a lot of good content out there. Yeah, and um, you know he DJs. Um, he surfs also. You know he's um, really active in in uh, like ocean rescue, um, water rescue, um, which obviously if you live on the ocean. Um, is a big deal, and their teams um, of, of beach guards, and they compete and stuff. Um, and uh, he does really well. And um, you know, it's it's. I like to see. Um, I like to see some somebody who really. Well, I, I don't like to see anybody arrested, but I I like to see somebody who doesn't sort of play into a stereotype or, or, or a character um, of what the media likes to uh, portray, um, you know, this community as, um, you know, he, he definitely owned his, his persona. Um, you know, like I said, his identities were, uh, were one in the same, Lorax and, and, um, I feel funny about mentioning his name. That's kind of weird. But, uh, you know, um, we're one in the same, and, I, and it's, you know, it's it's refreshing. Um, so support that brother for real, and, um, you know, send him good vibes. Keep up on what's going on, and uh, we will definitely keep our eye on it. And all the... Um, um, the archives of, of all the shows and and other goodies are all on um, um, the second station you mentioned, Alex. Oh, good. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, um, which was it was not the, it was not the non ops, but the uh, um, it's a non radio, and it, and it's actually it rocks. It's uh, really fun to listen to. Um, they got stream shit on there, good talk shows, and um, all the Lorax's uh, um, archives. And uh, I've, li- I've listened to quite a few shows of his this week. And uh, man, what a- he does radio well. It's definitely worth a listen. Um, so go check it out. Um, so Dalek, what's going on? We we were um, we've been courting um, a guest um, who Dalek, you know, sends me tidbits of information of of like you know Vanguard um, um, information. I love it, and it keeps me way plugged in. And um, um, Dalek. The gentleman we were going to have on this evening um, is possibly uh, he's like a top he's like an all pro troll, but at the same time has a 
has an ex- a really serious side um, to him. Um, and I, he's running for office in New York as an anarchist. Um, you introduced me to him. Um, what do you know about him? Um, well, his name is Christopher Cantwell. He was featured on last week. Um, he created a video called um, Elliot Rogers is Liberals Personified. It was basically on Radio Free Rover. Um, he, I think Puppy didn't really kind of like it, but I I don't know if kind of Puppy just didn't really understand it or something like that. I don't know. Um, but, like, he's you know, he's just a character. He's just a troll. He's his motto is Christopher Cantwell, anarchist, atheist, and asshole. Basically, um, he's just a pro troll that just has a lot of fun messing with the libertarians. And he, and he does it. I mean, he does it really well, Christopher Cantwell. Um, and he is running for for. Uh, State Congress or State Senate in Suffolk County, New York, um, and uh, he, uh, in the last couple weeks, he's had this, um, this a little bit of drama with um, an, another topic we've touched on with uh, Damo Freeman, um, and that's uh, um, the Free State Movement, um, and. Uh, uh, with it sent, you know, centered in Keene, New Hampshire, or it started there, and Cantwell um, made a st- made a statement um, about uh, what what the next logical steps would be um, if uh, law enforcement officers were encroaching upon your property without the proper warrants, um, and he answered the question um, uh, strategic strategically uh, with with nothing but logic, um, and uh, apparently, um, and they, what he said was that if they didn't have the proper warrants, and and he and he said the proper, uh, um, you, you know, series of commands, and they still encroached, and he would shoot them dead. Um, and so apparently, this uh, um, group. Um, that started in New Hampshire, but it's you know kind of spreading a little bit. Um, uh, took this as uh, you know a commentary that uh, for somehow fits outside of the bounds of their definition of freedom um, or freedom of speech. Um, and some you know some woman called him and said you know we're going to kick you out. And uh, he has a video. Um, Cantwell tells off Adam versus the man. Um, and there's a little bit about Adam Kokesh in there. Um, because, uh, but, mo- I mean, it is, it is top-notch shit, man. People should go check out the video, Cantwell tells off Adam versus the man. Um, well, I, and one thing I got to say is this was like a year ago, and also his um, kind of congressional thing was uh, just uh, also a few years back when he started beginning uh, getting into the philosophy. I got to spend less time in that isolation tank, man. Fucking time just goes. No, I, I'm just kidding. Thank you for putting the, the time context in there. 
um, like I said, Dalek brings these things to my attention, and uh, I, I usually get pretty immersed in them because they're they're interesting. Um, and uh, I, 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 we should pursue uh, and, and hope that we get uh, Christopher Canwell on because I think it would be a great show. Um, and uh, to tell you, his his sense of uh, sardonic humor um, fits right into uh, you know right into this this. Uh, genre and uh, he's hilarious um, so he's no longer pursuing any political office no he just said you know what I'm not going in to help the state and try to make the state better because you know basically the core philosophy of government is its force it, yes it is it is force um, and that se- and that seems to be his uh you know his principal um problem and and why um he responds uh in the animated manner that he does is um you know leave me alone i, I think it, it's it's um something that he incants several times and uh there's something to be said for that you know and ironically, New Hampshire's uh, state motto is uh, "Live free and die." Um, but anyway, thank you for bringing him to my attention, um, and let's let's definitely get him on here. That will be a lively show. Um, do you have control of the board so you can put a, t- a tune on, and uh, we can slide in a tune, and um, we'll get the next subject. And if there's any callers, call all in, um, start a discussion. Um, Ooh. Uh, DMT. Um, oh, I just got back in the chat room finally. Um, oh my goodness, Glenn has so much good commentary. God damn you, BTR. Um, <laughs> excuse me, sorry, I broke uh, the, the fourth dimension there for a second. But uh, chuckle is a chuckle. You can't hold them in. Um, but uh, so Dalek, let's let's play a tune, and uh, we'll come back. And Canadian Glenn is already uh, stimulated, stimulated like five thoughts in my head. Um, Bernie Sanders said some interesting things about healthcare yesterday. Uh, maybe we can touch on that. I'm a pretty um, adamant Bernie Sanders um, supporter, um, but. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's an interesting, what, what he said is interesting, and um, I think the response, uh, the befuddled response, people don't really know what to make of it up here in Vermont um, yet. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. And, and, you know, is it an indication that he might throw his hat in the presidential ring? Um, so spin us a song, brother, and, and we'll come back and, and tackle uh, a couple of those subjects. All right, let's do it. We're going to play war, play for change.
You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Well, actually, it was actually Third Row Radio, but who cares? Welcome to Third Row Radio. With Antichrist is 73 and Dan Capdalic. Right on. Yeah, I love that song. That that, uh, that whole project is is uh, is pretty excellent. Um, I'm not sure what where they are now. I think it's still going on. It's like a big foundation, uh, music for change. Um, but uh, all sorts of awesome covers in their uh, in their portfolio with uh, a broad broader range of, of musicians. Um, so yes, a good choice, Dalek, my brother. Um, it, it, you know who I who just popped into my head who I haven't seen in a while, and, and he may, may very well have been a bot, um, but I don't really care. Is JVab? So um, somebody gets the word, just tell him I said hello. Um, and uh, I also just put a, a, a shout out to the Black Messiah. Um, to see if he had any interest in calling in and filling us in. He has an, a hilarious uh, uh, spat going on right now with some woman who um, I, I, I really don't even know what, what's going on exactly, but uh, um, he, there are Jimmy Russell, level 11, and yeah, the cat lady. Um, but, uh, you know, that cat, man, he will he will make me fucking laugh out loud um, in, at the most inappropriate times, at the most inappropriate thing. I love it. Um, and uh, so, uh, NC, if you want to call in, <laughs> Jimmy's are a blazing. If you want to call in and uh, uh, share your side of the story without giving her any opportunity to share her side, call it. Um, and uh, we'll see what's going on. Um, um, one thing I gotta ask: um, Did you look at that uh, that um, kind of uh, that article that I gave the Black Messiah that you retweeted and stuff? Yeah, I I did. Um, it, yeah, not the it's so ridiculous. It it was but it was it was spot on. Mm. Hold on. You send me a lot of articles, but I definitely read that one. Um, the Antonio Bueller, uh, the Antonio Bueller one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I just don't really think that you know, like, if you had sex and if you were a product of Duncan, you just abort yourself. Wait, say that again. Well, in the in the article, you know where it says all sex is rape, and um, oh, he's but, making right, this. Right, okay, I'm right there. I'm right there with you on on that article. But I mean, he was that was that was. Uh, I mean, he was mocking. Um, you know, uh, he was mocking the position that um, at least that's how I took it. Maybe I maybe I wasn't right, but the the position that if you look at, at porn, porn is violence. Therefore, you're committing violence, therefore you're committing rape. 
But I mean, he wasn't being serious with that, was he? I think my my word. I thought I I would never have suspected. Uh, he uh, is a feminist. He is an absolute insane feminist. Well, I'm going to have to go back and look at that because, you know, when I read something that that absolutely off the wall crazy, um, and I like to read, I like to read some crazy shit, you know. Um, I, I assume that was satire, um, and I, I guess this does go in in into uh, what's the, that hashtag um, that uh, that's uh, going around? We are all women, or all women, or something of that nature. Um, it, you know, I, I think, um, just to touch on that for a moment, um, when I, when I, to quote Shakespeare, uh, doth think thouest protest too loudly. Um, if you get the gist of what I'm saying, um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, position it's a, of, um, of extreme of extremism, um, you know, it's it's no difference than um, you know being an atheist that uh, doesn't want to let um, somebody else believe in God because somehow it threatens their own um, atheism. Um, you know, feminism and and you and I have talked about this all the all this shit all the isms and schisms. Um, and I, I know that's a, a cliche a little bit, but you know they are—they're all bumper stickers. Um, and, and you know, I was digging a hole uh, yesterday. It was a pretty big hole too. And um, and I was as I was digging the hole, um, you know, I, I was I was thinking, boy, it's easy to plan out digging a hole, um, and. Everything goes just you know hunky dory until you hit a big ass rock, um, and then you have to uh, alter your 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 digging route and, and either lift the rock out of the way or or go around it. Um, and this is this is sort of the uh, you know the paradox that um, I find when when people start. Um, you know, sort of just yelling at the top of their lungs the obvious. Um, and and uh, my hope that we can get past sort of um, the exclamatory stage of, uh, of whatever process that we're in um, and move on to an action stage. Um, and so, you know, people who go crazy over feminism or whatever it is, um, whatever, whatever your altar or your church, you know, um, is, um, and that can be exercise, uh, sex, whatever it is, um, you know, your, 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 your logic is turned off by that. Uh, your ability to reason is turned off to that sort of adherence to an immovable, um, uh, set of beliefs. And that's just not how life is, you know, so, as far as that hashtag and, and feminism and, and the other isms and schisms, um, ignore them. Um, they're a joke. Um, the people 
who cling to them, um, you know, they're they're in they're in moments of uh, of quiet desperation, and just let them cling to their to their construct. And uh, if if you don't provide the um, you know the energy of resistance, then they won't have anything to run on. Um, and uh, uh, one thing, I gotta say something. Uh, we got some good news. So if you could. Um, 9 p.m. tomorrow, we can actually get them on. Yeah, I'm in. All right. That's awesome. Tell them thank you, man. You're the best. Sweet. So tomorrow, uh, and we'll get the link up tomorrow, 9 p.m., Christopher Cantwell, Third Wearer Radio. We will step off the tracks. Um, That guy will get me all daleked up. I'll be all fired up. It's going to be a hoot. I don't know if it's going to be about an hour. Um, I think that's the only time we might have. I don't know. Um, Let's try to figure it out and hope for the best. Oh, another great hashtag to troll right now. Um, Speaking to Vert in the chat room, um, the Redskins Pride one is pretty, that's pretty low-hanging fruit. Um, if you're bored late at night, um, you know, there's, there's just thousands and thousands of horrific images of, uh, white people doing awful things to Indians. Um, just slap the image up there and, uh, with the hashtag fuck Dan Snyder. Cause, um, I'm not, the Redskins mascot is, uh, it, I mean, it's offensive and if Native Americans want it gone, it, it should be gone. Um. Um, you know, and the fact that that um, he's such a bullheaded fuck is um, really what gets my goat in, uh, you know, in this in this thing. Um, you know, he's so wealthy, um, and uh, the Redskins are valued pretty high. Um, you know, he really doesn't, and he's a horrible o- owner. The Redskins have sucked. Since he he's on them, so on that alone, fuck him. Put some nasty picks up there. Um, Yay! And, <laughs> that's my little DC tirade for for, for the moment. Um, but uh, indeed. All right, Glenn. Glenn's about to drop knowledge. Um, boy, indeed, but. So Glenn makes a very um, uh, rational statement. Boycott the team, um, you know. But I, th- I think, I think unfortunately, like we have a better chance of health freezing over than somebody uh, denying themselves. I mean, fans are fans, right? They're fans. They're fanatics, um, and uh, you know, people. You know, I find it interesting. One of the biggest um, subpopulation or you know, populations in D.C. who are resistant to the mascot being changed um, is, a, is there's a large number of black people in D.C. who don't want the mascot changed. Um, and uh, that's a show for a different day. But... Uh, hundred uh, percent. You know, boy, boycotting is definitely the best way to go. But to get season tickets and then separate 
um, that season ticket holder from from their game. I mean, you know, shit. We don't. People don't do anything here when um, you know they 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 clearly um, are being uh, handed a, a a line and um, and a bill and uh, an empty box. Um, you know, so anyway, and I'll. Uh, well, while I'm on my sports pontificating, actually, why don't we talk about the World Cup um, for a second? Um, the World Cup is coming up in Rio, um, Brazil. Um, the amount of, of money um, that has been spent um, on the stadium that um, actually borders. Um, uh, one of the, the poorest favelas in Rio um, could have rebuilt that whole neighborhood like five times over. It's a neighborhood that doesn't have running water, that has intermittent electricity, and um, one of the reasons that it was chosen is because it's one of the highest spots in Brazil. And from the stadium, um, there is you know, uh, a fairly direct route to get an incredible view um, of Brazil and all of its World Cup, uh, or Rio and all of its World Cup splendor. Um, so they have removed uh, the community that, that lives up at the top of this staircase um, from that area. Um, and not only did they remove the people, um, but they knocked down... Um, buildings that they didn't have to knock down, and they've done this all over Rio to accommodate um, all the all the shoddy bullshit um, temporary infrastructure. It's like a you know, it's like a, a disposable cell phone um, that that they build down there. And and there was there was some um, uh, benefit um, to um, a. a country and a, and a city um, hosting the World Cup or, or the Olympics even um, a decade ago or maybe earlier. I don't know exactly when, when the scale got so out of control, probably when everything did after 9-11. Um, but, um, you know, that, that sort of that selling point and, and why cities would compete, um, you know, really like tooth and nail um, to host um, you know these uh, these these games like these global games um, was to it line their pockets, but also they they could uh, spin it so um, they could show a, a you know a, a net profit for the city that hosts or the country that hosts from all the media and um, additional uh, uh, commerce that goes on during this period. But that that's been so completely wiped out by the, um, you know, by the uh, security apparatus, by the, by the security force that needs to be brought in. And, um, and, and then when, you know, you try to do things um, on this scale, um, it, it just, it's not, it, it no longer becomes um, anything but um, a business move you know, um, for exclusively um, the, the corporations, of probably a very few select uh, 
you know, mafioso types and uh, and politicians. Um, and you know, just go on YouTube and and uh, search, um, you know, Brazil World Cup. Um, the uh, the resistance down there is is um, you know they're 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 pretty committed. Um, there is already um, there's already been a massive operations to um, uh, cajole and, and arrest um, um, you know known activists. Um, and it, unfortunately, I think that a lot of those sweeps have been fairly uh, fairly effective. Um, but the, but you know the the argument that that to bring this sort of commerce into um, a city, especially a city like Brazil, um, where the disparity of, of rich and poor, um, you know, equal to what you see in in any major American city, if not a little worse. Um, I mean, it, it it's really an offense and. Uh, and as, as Glenn just reminded me, um, Rio will host the Olympics um, two years from now. Um, boy, that that's going to be a lot to handle for the people of of, uh, of Rio. It's, I mean, think about that. That's staggering, man. Fuck that. Um, I certainly wouldn't want that circus parading into my city, um, you know, and disrupting, uh, you know, my, my day-to-day routine. It's not as if you get a holiday because those things are in, in town. Um, working people got to work. They got to get to work. Um, you know, so that there's that and then the whole ethical thing. But, um, yeah, I would like to see major disruptions to the World Cup, um, um, and and scale back. I mean, if if the directions have an impetus and a, a focus point, um, you know, I don't think I don't think that that the argument sports are bad is is uh, gonna gonna win a lot of votes. Um, and that's not not the way I think about it. I think it's a matter of scale. Um, you know, it's a it's a matter of um, the companies that that sponsor it and build the infrastructure and get the um, contracts to uh, do the food and the vending and the and the uh, provide the accommodations and build the accommodations. Um, it's because they need um, a certain volume, um, a certain number to cover their overhead um, to accomplish what is needed to accomplish um, in order to accommodate um, a circus that size. Um, you know, so um, I think it's a matter of scale. Um, FIFA is FIFA is so fucking corrupt. Um, you know, if you're a football fan, a soccer fan, um, FIFA is. Uh, you know, I mean, it's pretty much just a model of um, of, of the European Union, I guess. Um, and uh, it's just with uh, soccer, basically. I mean, yeah, FIFA is the the federate, you know, the world governing soccer federation. And I don't know how many scandals have uh, broken up. Uh, yeah, FIFA is more corrupt than the Vatican. It's pretty close, or or they're one and the same. <laughs> Who knows? 
But, um, yeah, I, I mean, the number of, of payoffs, bribes, game fixing, uh, you know, paying owners, paying players not to play, to play bad. I mean, it, I mean, there's the, the dossier is fat. Um, and, you know, the world or the uh, Olympic Committee, the uh, Global Olympic Committee, um, they're, they're pretty rotten, too. I mean, whenever there's that much money exchanging hands, um, you know, palms are going to get greased and, uh, you know, working people will get the shaft. Um, and I do urge people to, to look at, at, at some of, there's even um, great um, maps that show what uh, favelas in, in Rio and, and neighborhoods have been affected and essentially displaced um, um, without any guarantee of return. It's not as if, you know, and, and it's not as if they're given a stipend to go stay in a hotel anywhere or a car to get to work. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's straight up usurpation and that land will never get, they'll never return there. It's, uh, it's almost like forced gentrification. Um, but, uh, all right, I digress. I think I'm going to grab a beer. Um, Dalek, you want to spin a tune? And uh, if anybody would like to call in, um, Glenn, we have 22 minutes remaining. If you have anything to share, I know you have um, a show coming up. If you want to call in and plug that, um, please do. If not, just uh, put it in the the chat and I'll plug it. Um, um, But I do believe it's going to be covering uh, the elections in Canada, um, uh, Toronto specifically, Um, But I think it is uh, Techno time baby I think it is Toronto and and at large Canada so uh, yeah Put it in the chat room we'll plug it Um, Dalek Give us some techno
929-1480. So, it's with your host, Antichrist73, and Ankepdalek. Alec, that was a good that was another good choice. I like that. Um and it reminded me um to give a little plug to uh um our friend Sticks. He does uh, a mixify thing. Um on Mixify it's essentially um he's DJing uh, live, and uh, people can send them uh, requests, and um, it's uh, it is it is extremely extremely fun. Um, so if you see uh, Sticks, Danny, um, post that link to that Mixify, and uh, you want to shake some bones, um, go in there, and uh, and. On a side note, Glenn, it's also an interesting format. It's pretty clean. Um, it did get laggy um, a couple times last night, um, but uh, it is an interesting format. Um, <laughs> I love it because all the uh, the avatars um, they're like bobbing, like head bobbing. Um, shit was tripping me out last night. But anyway, um, so if you see Danny sticks. Uh, link a Mixify room. Go check it out. It's a hoot. Um, it's a good time. Um, but uh, so, Dalek, there was a mudslide in Colorado. I was a little worried about you. Yes, I'm fine. So that's always a good thing. And um, I don't think I, it was where it was at. Um, I don't really know where it was, basically. Um, so it's. It's nuts. I mean, you guys have, and I, I think this isn't isolated, um, you know, but um, 
I was looking at a top of, uh, topo topographical map of the area um, uh, that that basically slid, that basically collapsed in on itself, and then caused a uh, a good bite. I don't know a fifth of the mountain to slide down um, the side. Uh, you know, a mountain top um, uh, sort of thing is increasing, and and uh, you know, and what what led me onto this um, thread was uh, somebody just posted um, a link, and I didn't I didn't go and read the article obviously yet, but it said um, that Canadian weathermen are no longer allowed to uh, discuss climate change during their forecast. Um, and I I will definitely go and read that article. Um, and. Uh, Glenn did a show earlier um, this week, uh, I think it was the day before yesterday, um, that covered uh, the um, patenting of seeds and the, commodifica the commodification of seeds um, and uh, the, uh, the uh, reduction in the varieties of, uh, of strains of different types of food staples. Um, that we need to live, um, and uh, you know, again, this this climate change, regardless of of you know where it comes from or who it comes from, um, you know, most likely it's part of the natural cycle of uh, of the planet, and you know, we as humans aren't doing anything to help it, um, but I don't think it's by our hand alone. Um, that's speculation and prognostication, but my two cents. But, um, you know, it, it, it ties in with the Monsanto thing. It ties in um, with the mudslide in Colorado and, um, you know, just some, um, some specific, um, very tangible um, uh, predicaments that are on the near horizon um, that we faced that people still don't really seem to uh, be able to wrap their heads around or, or choose not to. I'm not, I'm not quite sure how that works. Um, but, uh, it, you know, if, if you can't see 10 years down the road, and it'll probably be sooner than that, um, the way um, things are, are progressing, and I'm not, I'm not talking about global warming, I'm, I'm talking about um, just weather on, 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 on either pole being more unpredictable, more extreme, um, and more erratic, um, and more violent. Um, and, uh, you know, so I don't know exactly where I was going with that. Um, with Colorado mountaintops falling down. Um, but, uh, it's been on my mind this week. There's been uh, there's been a lot of uh, you know a movement in um, in the ag in the ag world um, and uh, oh boy um, in the agricultural world and in the tech world um, and in the political world. Um, all related. Yeah, they're all absolutely intertwined and all related. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it is like the tightening of the noose, um, you know, and, and 
you know, we are we're smack dab in the middle of it. Uh, but uh, Dalek, what uh, what else is on your mind this evening? She may be screening calls. Well, the thing about this uh, this Blood higher up. elevation. The thing about these higher elevations having these slides a lot more than they used to, something that nobody's willing to connect is the deforestation. Uh, I mean, up here, there was a real increase in slides, winter and summer, whether it's a mudslide or an avalanche or even a rock slide in the, mountain, in, uh, the Rockies up here. But they started to look into it, and, you know, there was like pictures, like a picture from 100 years ago of a mountain. And, and then a picture after the slide or right before it. And what was the difference? All the trees are gone. And the trees in the soil are like rebar in the concrete. You know, they hold it together. So exactly. You take, out all the, you, know, you take out all the trees and you got all this dirt with nothing in it. It's just sitting there. And you add water, and guess what? It wants to run away. It, and and that and the same thing that's going along the coast. That's a uh, yeah. That's a great point. That's actually kind of the visualization I think I had when I was talking about that Colorado mudslide. And, you know, the clear, the clear, the clear topping um, for for mining or for for timber. Um, yeah, not a lot of foresight in that whole whole procedure either. Um, and the and yeah, the, the pictures that, that you refer to, like they're staggering, man. Um, you know, and uh, same thing with coastal erosion. You take away um, the rebar, like you said, that's a great analogy. You know, the I mean that that's that's what the the earth holds on to. Um, and take it away, it's going to topple down on you and and be susceptible to the gravity. Um, and, and there are, I mean, there there are there have been some mountaintop, re, you know, reclamation uh, projects. Um, but if you look at at, at the uh, at the overall situation, I think it's a little bit, you know, too late with too many mountains to reclaim. Um, you know, I mean, they're as fracking they're talking about coming in here and that would that into northern New England and that would re- require uh clear cutting um more forest um than I, I think the entire state of uh state of Vermont. Um you know and uh boy, we'd be right in the same boat. Yeah, well that's a change to uh that part of the world, that's for sure, because you know, you say uh, cutting down the equivalent, the size of the state of Vermont. Well, up here in BC and even in Alberta, we cut down more than that every year. Oh, it's man, it, it it's so incredibly huge up there. I mean, just the land itself, but the scale. Yeah, the scale is is um, you know it's incredible. And I tell you, it's it's interesting because. Uh, I know a lot of loggers, um, and they're, they're all pretty fucking good good people, um, and and all all do have uh, and all do seem to have an awareness of the environment. 
Um, you know, uh, so it's clearly not the guys with the, with the chainsaws. You know, they're just the working the working guys. Um, um, and I know that uh, in the past, in, in the environmental movement, the environmental activist movement, um, there was a there was like a lot of direct action against the actual loggers. Um, and uh, again, you gotta you gotta keep in mind who's giving the orders. But um, Glenn, your next show is on is on uh, the Canadian election with a specific inference. Uh, emphasis on uh, Toronto. No, it's it's, it's Ontario actually. It's, Ontario. Uh, on, yeah, Ontario provincial election, Ontario. and Ontario, Ontario has eight or nine million people out of the thirty-eight million in Canada. Uh, it's traditionally been the economic engine for the country. Toronto has Bay Street, which is the Canadian Wall Street. So it's it's important. What happens there definitely affects the rest of the country. And uh, it's turned into quite a circus. So considering that I did a little bit of research and found out that basically one-third of my total number of follows on Twitter are from people in Ontario, yeah, they deserve a show. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, and it's important. I mean, it's important uh, for us down here um, in America too. Um, Ontario is sort of the uh, epicenter of um, of the shale gassing industry, isn't it? Uh, it's going on there, like they're trying to do everywhere else. But I mean, uh, there's a lot there's a lot of different mining issues that are going to be happening soon in Ontario. If you've heard of the Ring of Fire, it's uh, a geological formation in northern Ontario. It's got just tens of billions of dollars of raw material in it. And most of it is First Nations land. So guess what happens next? Oh, it's going, to be a, it's going to be a real issue over the next five to ten years. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that going on there. But, of course, the media just wants to play the circus not the issues. So keep I'll, them distracted. Yeah, so I'll try and bring some issues up. I'm going to have some good people on. People who I'm know I'm looking forward to it, you know. Um I think I think when every, when anybody does um you know, a good job of covering something, I think anything can be interesting, even Canada, Glenn. <laughs> I'm just fun, <laughs> but um you know, I think um, well, clearly the demographic shows that uh, they deserve a show, and, and uh, I'd certainly like to keep uh, abreast of what's going on north of the border, as uh, as it, it, it does seem that, that it, it's all becoming one homogenous kind of clusterfuck. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it, I think it, it, it is relevant, um, and, uh, you know, you're the right man to cover it, so... Right on. Uh, so t- tomorrow night, Dalek, we have how much time do we have here? Uh, we have four minutes remaining. Um, Glenn, when is that show? My show will be next Wednesday. Cool. Uh, Nine o'clock Eastern. 
Look for a link for that, 9 o'clock Eastern on Wednesday, The View up here, um, covering Ontario provincial elections. Um, Glenn, did you enjoy my reading of Free the Lor- of the Lorax? Yes, it was very well done. I, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, um, everybody probably is familiar um, with uh, um, the Jabberwock um, by uh, Carol. And um, I, I think Dr. Seuss had uh, the Jabberwock in mind when he wrote that. And uh, I love the play of words and, and sort of the phonetic, you just take the phonetic um, um, uh, inflection of the word and it, it, it gives your, your mind an image um, that, yep. uh, that the writer, um, it, you know, anticipated or, or hoped you would get. Um, and uh, the Jabberwock uh, read out loud, I think, I think that's a little too complicated for me, but it's also a wonderful, uh, a wonderful listen and available by, by various uh, famous voices. Um, but uh, we've got two minutes remaining. Um, Tomorrow night, Christopher Cantwell, self-described anarchist, rabble-rouser, asshole, um, and also quite a bright guy. Um, if, uh, you know, if you're interested in, in um, subverting the system, um, he's got a pretty good model going on. Um, and uh, so far, it's only got a out of uh, a free state project and not landed in the Hooskow. So, uh Tune in tomorrow at 9. Um, I'm going to do my homework. It's going to be a great show. And uh, Dalek, closing thoughts, brother. Glenn, closing thoughts, Any? Uh, yeah, the thing, that, the thing that gets me about Seuss is when you're a kid and it's read to you, you see it one way, and then when you're an adult and you read it again, it's a little bit of a different picture. Seuss is one of those guys who can do that. Yeah, and and definitely the mark of like a very talented writer or or in any medium, anybody who can do that. And there's there's some animated movies that I think accomplish that. Fantasia might be one of them, especially if you're into psychedelics. Um, but uh, yeah, I love that as well. Um, it really does take on a whole new a whole new meaning, um, a whole new paradigm. Um, when you put the years behind you. And as a youngster, just such a lovely thing to listen to. Um, yeah. When you're innocent, the story is innocent. Yeah, you got it, brother. It really does. I'm sorry. I just kind of muted myself. Sorry. Um, my final thoughts real quick is, uh, you know, it's going to be great. Glenn's show is going to be awesome. Our show is going to be awesome. We're going to have really awesome, great content that really actually will actually enlighten a lot of people. Yeah, this, tomorrow tomorrow will be one of one of our serious, serious shows. No, but I'm going to do my homework. It's going to be fun. Um, I don't think you can help but have fun with a guy like uh, Christopher Cantwell. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those things that are a year old and some, and some of his more contemporary um, uh, topics. Dalek, thanks as always, man. You're the best, brother. Glenn, thank you. Everybody have a good night.
Peace. Good night. Right on, guys. Thanks, guys. Good night. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you for listening to Third Rail Radio. Good night.